Hey, friends, you guys, I am so excited for y'all to meet today's guest. Her name is Elizabeth Davis, and she actually connected through this podcast, which I love. I love it when I get to hear from you guys and when I get to hear your stories. And I'm just so thankful that she has been such a light in my life already in the short time I've known her. And you guys are going to love her too, because she is a health coach, a new podcaster. She has a brand new podcast called Don't Worry, Be Healthy. And I can't wait for you to hear a little bit more about her story as a mama and as a very entrepreneurial gal like myself. And she's got many, many stories to share. Are you dreaming of making a long-term income and impact beyond your own efforts, but feel like you're struggling to replicate your results? I'm Heather, a former burned out boutique owner turned top network marketing leader. And I've learned the hard way that you don't have to do all the things all on your own. Now, my passion is helping social sellers scale their business by choosing faith over fear and using simple duplicatable systems without having to sell your soul to social media. I'm so excited to share with you simple tips, tricks, and tools to help you take your business to the next level. In each episode, I'll share faith-focused wisdom, proven systems that your team can duplicate, and inspiring stories from other leaders who have been right where you are today. Are you ready to grow your team, find joy and fulfillment, and feel free? Break out your favorite pen and notebook, and let's dive in. So Elizabeth, thank you so much for being here today. Yes, thank you for having me. I'm so ex- excited and just honored to be with you. Likewise, girl, you are amazing. So tell us a little bit of the backstory. So right now you are a network marketing coach. You are a health coach. You are, you know, doing big things and amazing things. And we'll get to that. But tell us more like the backstory leading up to that, like what your life was like growing up, where you're from, because we have some connections there too. So <laughs> yes, yes. Oh my goodness. We do have connections there. That's that's actually I heard Heather's sweet voice on Bob Heiling's podcast, and I thought, hmm, I like this girl. She sounds like me. We have the same swing or twang, whatever you want to call it, from Georgia, that is. I was actually originally born and raised in Montgomery, Alabama, but my family is from Fort Valley, Georgia. My mother was born in Americas, and my grandparents were there my whole life in the same house, and so I have major roots there, and Heather has some roots that in that er- arena and area as well, and so we did connect on that, and then we moved back to Warner Robins area um, and adopted our baby there from Peach County. So we will always have roots in Peach County, Georgia. And I love Georgia, but I was actually, my mom married an Alabamian and married my dad and had their children in Montgomery, Alabama and raised us all there. And so, yeah, so that's where I'm originally from. So you can hear it in my voice. And my husband was from Texas, but when he heard my voice in Alabama, he said, I like the way she sounds. So he married me because of my voice. So there's that, not just because of that, but part of, partly because of that. But anyway, so that's, and as far as like where I started out, you know, my parents were kind of, my dad was an entrepreneur. He still is. My mom was a nurse. She retired after 40 years, but I was raised by by two dreamers. Both of my parents were dreamers, sometimes to a fault, but we won't go into all of that. <laughs> but one of the very first memories that I have of my parents always taught, you know how your parents will pick out memories of you and they'll tell everybody that same story forever your whole life. So the story that has always been told about me and told to me is when I was three years old, they hung up a sign underneath our mailbox that actually said Bucksnort. It was the name of our little town in the country. And my dad said, Baby Beth, because my name is Elizabeth, but he called me Baby Beth. 
He said, what does that sign say? And apparently at three years old, I raised my finger and said, don't let anyone steal your dreams. <laughs> and so that has been my motto. I have been, that has been spoken over me my entire life. And so I have not let anyone steal my dreams. And that is probably why I am who I am today. Oh my gosh. I love that quote. And the fact that your your entrepreneurial dad instilled that in you at such a young age, it's not surprising. And then you've got the the helper side from your mama. And then of mm-hmm. course you have, it sounds like for a very long time, had a very strong foundation of faith, right? So when when did that kind of come to pass? And did you grow up in the church? Because I know you're such a, you know, strong believer and you've done so much in that sphere as well. Yes, yes, absolutely. So I have been in church since I was in the womb. My mother <laughs> went to, she got saved as a, at 15 years old at a camp meeting in Georgia. And, and then she, she asked, she sits into her heart and she just dove right in and her family, they were all raised in the Methodist church. And my mother was a youth pastor for a while. She went to Asbury college and the big Methodist college up in Louisville, Kentucky. We actually went back this past summer and toured it with her. It was very fun to do that. But anyway, so my mother, pillar of faith, always on her knees, always praying for us, always in the word. And she met and married my dad, who was not really raised as as healthy in the faith as my mom was. And, but he took, a, you know, whatever my mom wanted to do. And they raised us together, kept us in church, all of that. But, you know, as I grew and grew up, realized that my, my faith, was not really grounded in a good foundation. And so as I became a teenager, I just was really kind of grasping. I, you know, was like, oh, is this really legit? You know, is it's it just going to church all the time and being there every time the doors are open and all of that. I mean, is there more to life? Because I would like to know if there's more to life. And so went through all of that, little bit of ebbs and flows through my teen years, early, early adulthood. And my family kind of imploded. My parents imploded. My parents ended up divorcing and really rocked us, really rocked our faith. Um, there were a whole lot of reasons, biblical reasons for that and everything, but definitely rocked us, rocked me. And so I really had a, what is it called? I mean, it's kind of like an earthquake, honestly, <laughs> an earthquake in my faith. But I, at 47, I can look back on that 21, 22 year old and be like, it was the, one of the best things that happened to me because it had me seek the Lord on my own and not look to my father's faith or my mother's faith, but to really dig in and figure out who God was and what that meant for me, my future, my family, all of that. But so the Lord brought Andrew into my life, my husband, who is still the godliest man I've ever known. And I've known him 27 years. And so, and he is, he's amazing. And he definitely helped me increase my faith in the Lord. But with that being said, he was not my savior. And I had to make sure that I did not focus on my husband as my savior, but focus on Jesus as my savior. And that has served me very well because we wouldn't have made it if I had just looked at him to be my savior. So anyway, so around 23 years old really is when I, I feel like I really accepted salvation. I accepted the the gift that God wanted to give us or give me for eternal life. And that's really when my faith began to grow exponentially. I mean, before then it was literally church and being there. And and I'm so grateful that I have those scriptures in my mind and those scriptures. I have a ton of scripture memory because I also went Christian school my whole life, but in the hymns and all of those things, they are there and, and they are pillars of strength in my, in my head and in my heart. 
But the real transformation with me started when I was about 23, when I was pregnant with my daughter. And it has just increased from there. And I love Jesus and would would give up my life for him and have given up a lot for him. So I'm very grateful for that. Oh my gosh. I love that story. And it reminds me, well, kind of reminds me a little bit of 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 mine in in certain ways and certain aspects too. But it definitely reminds me of the conversation that I was having on the some recent podcasts episodes with Helen Thacker, the Millionaire Mindset Business Podcast host. And I know you mentioned you had just listened to to one of those, but we were talking about well, a little bit about, I'd love to talk about it further with you. I know it wasn't one of the questions that we talked about asking, but, okay. but when it comes to balancing the being a dreamer, right? Like and having these big dreams for your life and for your family and for your business, but yet, you know, which I know you're probably like me that you know that those dreams were planted and, you know, they're a gift from the Lord. But how do you balance that with your faith and knowing that we aren't always promised that everything's going to be dreamy, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> that there's some hard things. So how do you now, you know, balance kind of both of those to where you still hold on to that dream, but but look to the Lord for what he has in store for you, knowing that his plans are always so much better? Yeah, that's a really good question. I'm really glad you asked that because this is something that I have been focusing on for the past few years, actually probably the past 10 years, because I have always been a dreamer and never let anyone steal my dreams. But this dream, it's funny how our culture is. It's like, well, she's a dreamer. She's going to be a millionaire. She's going to, you know, have people flocking to her. She's going to be famous, all that. That's not necessarily the dreams that we have. That's not necessarily the dreams that I have. I mean, some of those things would be nice, but that's not necessarily the dream. So you have to kind of figure out exactly what are your dreams and how do they line up with what God has for you and what's God, what God has gifted you in. Because some of those things, you know, I have a friend who is really good at graphic design. Well, I would never tell her that she needs to be out there in front of everybody showing off her graphic design. That wouldn't be her dream. It would be her dream to be on the back end. So it depends on what your dream is and how that aligns. But I think for me personally, some of my other dreams were to have a million children. And I say that funny, but I really have always wanted to have children. And from from day one, my mom had my brother when I was three and a half, and we always say he was my first baby. I mean, I was so happy she brought home that baby to me. And so being a dream of being a mother came true for me very early on in our marriage. And I jumped into that with both feet and was like, Lord, I just want to be the very best mother I can possibly be. And I want to, no matter what, you know, motherhood, what being a wife was like the most important to me. So I was living out my dreams. My dreams were all coming true. So it may not have mattered if anybody saw it or not. I knew they were in alignment with the Lord and they were in alignment with exactly what he called me to do during that time period. So fast forward, I had three children. And then fast forward to that, I knew that the Lord wanted us to adopt. Well, it doesn't mean that it was going to be this wonderful, beautiful situation. And now in my mind, I'm pretty positive. So I always think everything's going to be a wonderful, beautiful situation. But the Lord has really allowed me to learn that things are beautiful in different ways. It's not always beautiful to the outside it's not always this glamorous love story when you just have an intimacy with your husband, but you no one ever even ever sees him in pictures. You know, there's it's just not always like it seems for people. And not everybody has to see the dreams come true. I hope that you understand where I'm going with this. It's like it dreams and being out there. You know, we only see tiny, tiny bits of people's lives. So they have to line up with exactly what God's called you to do at that time. And at the time, adoption we adopted, we had a beautiful first adoption. So 
for me, when something goes well, all I want to do is do it again. So we decided to do it again and become foster parents, all of these things. Well, that dream of, of having a huge family at one point, we had six children that all had our last name at one point in our lives. And it was, it was a big old fat mess. It was a big old disaster. It looked like people were coming and going and we couldn't even keep our head above water. Really, financially, we were struggling. Marriage, we were struggling. The kids we had adopted were struggling. It was a nightmare. I mean, opposite of a dream. So, I mean, and I don't want to say that we went out of God's will in that. I don't think we did at all. But what I'm saying is the dream process of all my dreams coming true what is messy and has been messy. And there we still have some outcomes that are not pretty endings. However, I know that the Lord was in every bit of it and he walked along us all the way through. We actually had a conversation last week. Andrew and I were sitting there and I said, you know, when we when we ended up adopting those two teenagers, we were in a hard, hard period of our marriage. We looked at each other and we said, we know that God wants us to take these kids in right now. So we're going to have to buck up and we're going to have to get back together. And we did, and we got stronger and stronger, and it has only increased from there. So what if God has us adopt those children just to keep us married? We don't know. We don't know all of the things that are in the heavenly realm. We don't. So we just have to trust and walk in obedience. And I can firmly tell you that if you're constantly walking in obedience, your dreams will line up with God's dream for you. I feel like I need to write that down. If you're listening, pause it, rewind it, hit the little 10 second back bus button and listen again because that was gold. Man, oh gosh, I'm so inspired by, by you and your story. And what a beautiful answer to a totally unplanned question. So, and probably way too long. I'm sorry, I'm a talker. Oh, uh, girl, so am I, which is why we both have podcasts, right? <laughs> yes, exactly. We're exactly. using our gifts, right? So cool. let's dive a little bit into the business of network marketing. And because and I know you've, you said you've had nine different businesses, right? Like, so you, your business, you know, experience lends itself far beyond your three years as a health coach in network marketing. So you don't necessarily have to dive right into that, but let's talk business a little bit. How have you brought that energy and those dreams into your business? And what does that look like? I absolutely love businesses. And yes, another thing that resonated with me through you was that you had a brick and mortar, you had a boutique. And so that triggered me right away to be like, okay, I love to to know and, and get to know people that have done both. So network marketing plus a, a brick and mortar. So yes, I have had tons of different businesses from cleaning other people's homes to dog walking to, I mean, hey, we, we have no humility here when we need to pay our bills and we've got mouths to feed, you know? And, but I did start out originally, my very first network marketing, I sold longer burger baskets. I don't know if you've ever even heard of those. Long time ago on a military base, my very first military base, so it was 25, 24 years ago. My husband was in the Air Force and I signed up to sell longer burger baskets because I wanted to decorate my house like my neighbor down the street because we all want what we don't have right then and there with our early marriages, right? So anyway, I sold longer burger baskets for a while and they were really expensive baskets and none of my friend group could afford them, bless their heart. So I found myself with all these really expensive baskets and nobody wanted them and so Eventually, I ended up selling those baskets on eBay. I do still use a few of them. My kids put bread in them now. But so that was my very first introduction to network marketing. And that was parties in people's homes. I mean, you were just going to have to get it together and have parties in people's homes and all of that. 
So when the, nobody could buy the, the longer burger, then I did Mary Kay. And then I was going to do facials on everybody. And I didn't even wash my own face, but I was going to teach everybody how to wash theirs. Oh my gosh. I don't think I've ever admitted that on the podcast. I think I've talked about my journey in Mary Kay, but that's funny because I still yeah, <laughs> terrible. I watched my face with Dove, just like Katie Current taught us on the Today Show when we were growing up. So yes, I did not wash my face. Still, I'm terrible about it. I'm the worst. I probably have 15 different skincare lines in my bathroom right now because I love all my friends that sell them. So anyway, so I took Mary Kay for a little while. I just was not conducive to two little girls at home and me trying to do that on Saturdays when my husband was trying to get his master's degree and work it all the time. It was just, it was just not, I mean, it was crazy for me to even try that. Again, zero passion about washing my face or anyone else's. So it was just not a good fit for me. So I did those. And then I was like, you know what? I do not need to make money. I just need to stay home with my children and you're, we're just going to buckle down. We did Dave Ramsey. I mean, I was like, I'm just going to save money. That's all I'm going to do. And so we did that. And that was kind of my full-time job to just really save. But during that, I would get jobs at local churches and take my kids with me and babysit like nursery. I'd get like, a, I was like a paid nursery worker. Always an independent contractor. <laughs> I always get 1099s from everywhere. If I'm like, hey, you can just pay me off the bills. I'll just rent it down. I'll do all of that. So this was all in my young, you know, raising my kids. So I did a lot of that freelance, if you want to call it that. I did a lot of organizing for people, helping people clean their own homes, helping people get it together with how to dress their children. Like, hey, you can just get five outfits and put them in a little slot. And that's what they, you know, let them be involved in the process and pick it out, all that kind of stuff. So anyway, so then fast forward to 2009, my husband was deployed and then we had to move during his deployment, we moved to Texas. And so he was kind of in that fidgety stage of his career where he could stay in the military or get out, but he wanted something more. So he was like, hey, let's invest in a franchise of some sort. And we really were leaning towards a serve pro because he had worked for serve pro when we were dating. And my one of my dad's friends owned the serve pro and Andrew worked for him. And so that was kind of our livelihood when we were dating and first married engaged. We didn't live together. This was all, but we both actually, I moved back in with my parents to be engaged to him. And he lived with his parents and worked for the serve pro. So anyway, so we did serve pro then. And then we kind of always wanted to buy a franchise because he had heard you could make 30% profit margin. So we were in the game to make a 30% profit. So we actually invested hundreds of thousands of dollars into the Surf Pro franchise in the Dallas Fort Worth Metroplex. And we also, I want to, I want to mention this because Heather and I both are called the Serve and we we lead the Serve and we're Bob Heilig fans and all of that. And I want to say this because one of the main reasons that we purchased that franchise is because one of my dearest friend's husbands needed a change in his career and he needed a job. And Andrew and I felt led to create a company for him to be able to do that. Not something I recommend, but we <laughs> felt at the time we walked in obedience to do that. And so, you know, it was almost like the Lord had us in that position at that time and we were able to. And so we invested. Well, praise the Lord, Pro had a policy that if you owned a business with your wife, you both had to go to training. So I begrudgingly went to training, left my family for two weeks. I was like, this is crazy. I don't want to be away from them. I was doing fine, picking up people's kids, making $40 a day. I mean, I was just doing all the things I was not going to work for Pro. But I went to training with my husband, with my husband and this friend. We paid for an extra person, a partner to go to. 
all three of us go to this training. We come back. We have to hit the ground running. I'm like, okay, I'm going to get the office set up and then you're on your own, buddy. I'm going back to picking up my friend's kids and paying to walk dogs. That's what we're going to do. So he didn't last 90 days and we had invested hundreds of thousands of dollars in so in many ways and time. And my husband had taken off two weeks, all the things. And I literally, my husband and I talked about it. He looked at me and he's like, Elizabeth, you're going to have to go save it, basically. So I took that very seriously and I went in there and I learned, y'all, I went back to college, basically. I had to learn computer systems and how water damages work. And I have cleaned carpets now. I We clean up after biohazards. I won't even tell you about all of that. I mean, it was crazy. It was like going back to a college and picking a, being assigned a major is what it was. And so anyway, I will make this very long story short. That first year, we were killing it. It was like, it just flew and we were like, whoa. Now, from the outside, Heather, you can relate. It looked like we were the owners and we were doing so well. But we had all these employees that we were trying to pay every month. And sometimes my husband's income was going to pay them because we didn't have enough running through the business. And we had to make forty, fifty, sixty thousand dollars to keep the lights on and the employees fed. And we were struggling. We really, really were. But anyway, the Lord sent a lifeline. Again, our marriage was struggling during this time too, towards the end of it. And we were starting to get our head above water financially with it. And I was kind of looking at it like, okay, this is my lot in life. I'm going to be, you know, I'm going to be in this surf pro forever. And it's going to be the best dadgum surf pro in the whole world. And the Lord brought the teenagers into our life and was like, okay, this is who y'all are going to take care of for the next three to four years. And all at the same time, Andrew's dad offered him to come and help him run his business. And we made a very quick decision to put it on the market and the Lord sold it. And it was a miracle. And we knew that that was the path that we needed to walk in. And also some year of Jubilee here. I had a salary for seven years from the sale of that franchise. So it wasn't just, yes, it wasn't just that the Lord said, okay, Elizabeth, go in and take this over. I'm also going to sustain you for the next seven years while you raise these two children that I need you to focus on right now. And it got us through that period of time. I did not have to work outside the house during that period of time. Although I was a bookkeeper for some people, I still didn't to feed some dogs and all of that because there's always something else with you have children and y'all money is neutral money has no feelings but we sure gotta have it to live yep. you know and you gotta make it to live and my husband i wanted my husband home on the weekend i didn't want him delivering pizzas so we put our heads together and we put our gifts together and we provided for our family of eight during that time so so what led me to help coaching let me let me tell you this part the seventh year was coming up so I was in the sixth year of that, and that income pretty much just paid our mortgage for seven years. So wherever we lived, we knew that I was going to get it. We were going to have that check every month that would pay for our mortgage. Everything else, my husband, we lived on his. But that sixth year, I was like, okay, Andrew, I'm going to have to try to do something else. I tried to create courses on organization. I'm, I've been in every course Amy Porterfield's done. I tried all of the things. I told you I did a podcast course four years ago, never started the podcast because I keep wanting to know what I'm going to talk about. Anyway, so I did all of those things too. I mean, I literally tried again. It's been nine other things before I found health coaching. And when I met my coach at a wedding, sat next to her and she told me about her life. And I said, sign me up. And again, I told you this, 
it's been three years ago today since I became a health coach. So that what that's what led me to this. Oh my gosh, which happy anniversary, by the way. That's big deal. And I know that you shared that your your journey and three years is it's actually a short time. I mean, it seems like a long time to some, but it really in business it's it's a shorter time in network marketing, you know, but you have said that it's just been such a blessing to you in so many different ways. And I'd love for you to talk about that, like the difference that network marketing and the freedom that that gives you contrasted with what people think it's going to give freedom, which is like, you know, the best business and, you know, what I thought that stuff. So tell tell me about more about like the blessing of the network marketing business model for you and your family over the last three okay. It's funny you say people think you're going to have freedom. Like if you own a brick and mortar or whatever, oh, they're the owners of that, that, oh my gosh, you have zero time freedom, zero. I mean, your, your whole life is wrapped up in, I got to open this day and I got to be there and who's going to be here and who's going to, you know, employees and all of that. It's no freedom at all. Network marketing has opened up such a, a world I did not really know existed. Back when I did the Mary Kay and Longaberger, I was too immature to understand that I even needed time freedom. I didn't even really understand the whole concept. And back then it was just like, just get your parties on the books, you know? And now it's not like that. Now it's like, hey, you're going to create a legacy. You're creating the life for yourself and your team members. You're helping them see what's possible. And so I think that, that and that's what my coach has done for me. She helped me see what was possible. And so it's so different. I say this all the time. It's like where your purpose can meet your your provision. Like you don't, you don't have to have them all separate anymore. It's not like I go to work and I do this work, but I come home and really enjoy my life. It's kind of all integrated. It's all the same. It's like, I mean, okay, great. I will take an income for hanging out with Heather for an hour and a half today. Thank you. Yes. You know, and so, and also specifically what I do as a health coach, People come to me or I, I go to them and say, hey, I can see you're suffering. Or they come to me and say, I'm really struggling in this area. And I'm like, hey, I have something that can help you. I mean, we all know that Jesus is the, the divine way that can help you, but he uses tools on this earth to get, to get you better, to heal you from the inside out, to heal your mind. All of those things we have access to. And as a health coach, I have access to what I know has transformed my own life. And so I get to share that with people and to watch people transform. There is no greater gift than that. And really income aside, I mean, I'm grateful for the income and I will continue to want it and make it and increase it. But income aside, the joy that it is when people are like, this has changed my life. I am no longer who I was. I am a better person. I am actually who God intended me to be. And now I get to walk forth in the victory of that. So before that, I i mean, nobody ever told me that they were walking in victory after I cleaned up their carpet. It's, it's just so different. Now, and Surfer was service-based. We did help people in crisis and in disasters. And so I have a little bit of experience of helping people feel better about themselves, but really revolutionize their life and really help them heal from the inside out. It's it's a totally different experience. And so I would say, and then also the team and the community and being around like-minded people and meeting people like Heather. I mean, I, I listened to Bob Heilig in order to be a better network marketer, marketer, coach, all of those things. And then he brings on people like Heather Burge and you're like, whoa. I need to be connected to her in real life. I, I felt an, an instant 
connection and I needed to reach out. I reached out immediately. So again, I don't know of any other career that I have had that happen where I'm like, I have to know that person. You know, it just, it's just such a, and I feel like nowadays it's such a blessing because we're not all, oh, they're from this company and they're from this company, they're from this. We're all out here trying to better people's lives. And we are in the wonderful world of network marketing. And I think it's so fun that we can all embrace it now and actually love each other and learn from each other. So I guess that's really the biggest difference for me. And the income, as far as the freedom goes, I am never on call. I can turn my phone on at 8 p.m. and turn it back on at 8 a.m. if I want to. I mean, I, if I want to. And there are many days when, like yesterday, my daughter and I just spent the day together and she said, Mom, I love that you can just like have a call here and there. And I said, hey, real quickly, I need to make this quick call. And she's like, I love that you can do that. But here we are out walking TJ Maxx, you know, it's just, and and there were so many years my kids had nannies and I was not there. And so I don't, I want to be able to help people way earlier than what I was and saying, hey, you don't have to have your kids come with nannies. You can actually be there. They can come stick their fingers under this door right here in my podcast room and I can open it up and give them a hug. So again, that's really what I want to that's my desire. My desire is to help those mamas as I am and about to be a grandmama. I want to help them see that there is so much more income is necessary, but there is a way to provide an income that can bless your life and not decrease your quality. Amen to that. Seriously. And I totally agree. I think sometimes every once in a while, there's there's still people that will kind of knock the, the business model. And there are certain companies and there are definitely certain people in certain companies that, you know, deserve the bad rap. <laughs> we'll all deny that. But there are so many other incredible, reputable companies like both of ours that absolutely have changed the lives of so many people through the products, through the opportunity. And, you know, we all, like you mentioned, the fact that you would rather like support your friends with buying your skincare, even if it's not a passion of yours. And so when you can find something like, you know, the opportunity to be a health coach that can use and light up those gifts that have served you well in other business models, but can also provide that that income, like you said, for your family. It's just, I mean, it's truly win-win. It really is. And I, I never get tired of hearing the stories of people just like you, for sure. And so this is this has seriously been such a blessing. And I know people, and we were talking about this, it's sometimes when the interviews were like, oh, keep up to 30 minutes, but you want more. And the good news is people can totally go and binge listen to your episodes now over at the Don't Worry, Be Healthy podcast, which I just, it's like the best thing. And it has a smiley face, which is dear to my heart because my grandmother loves smiley faces. So aside from listening to your podcast, Don't Worry, Be Healthy. And of course, I'll link that in the show notes as well. Where can people find you? I'm most active on Instagram or Facebook. I mean, you know, I'm the, I'm 47, so Facebook is still a thing for me. But Instagram is really my favorite. And that's where I, I really like, I feel like you can do really quick messages back and forth and you can just kind of keep up with people's lives. I story every day. I love social media. I loved social media before. This is like, Heather's like, oh, well, I don't, you know, I know Heather doesn't do social media so much, but I love social media so much because being a military wife, we've moved all over. And so sometimes it was my only lifeline to seeing anybody that I knew. So I started social media in 2009 and never used it for any type of marketing until years ago. And so, and I, and it's all integrated. It's still my own normal personal stuff. I don't even have a business page. It's just me 
And so uh, nobody runs it but me. <laughs> so I love that. And I, I love talking to people over on Instagram. So I don't do a lot of TikToks or Reels or any of that, but I'm, I just do my normal life on Instagram. <laughs> I love it. And to be honest, I think I think that's the way to do it. I do think certain people have the gift and the skill set. And like you were saying, like they should, like if that is their passion, that's what lights them up. I mean, by all means, they're, go do it, girl. But for those who don't want that, it doesn't have to look as extreme as how I know I've exemplified over the last year with completely stepping away from it. But I think that integrating it and just being you on a platform that allows you to connect with the people you've already met, the people that you can meet like me, like how cool that we didn't even know each other like a few months ago, which is amazing. And the power of social media messenger, Facebook messenger, right? So yes, so definitely I love that. And I'll make sure to link your Instagram as well because I can also connect with you about the health coaching. So, because I know I can't imagine you'd be like the best health coach ever. That would be such a joy to have you. <laughs> people on. I love it. Well, thank you so much, Elizabeth, for your time today. And again, we're going to do a fun episode as well on Elizabeth's podcast. So but she's going to interview me and ask me the questions too. So y'all can head on over there and listen to that. But definitely um, head on over to the Don't Worry, Be Healthy podcast for all the scoop and all the things. And Elizabeth, thank you again. Thank you for having me. I loved it. I'm so grateful for your time with me today. Feel free to check out heatherkburge.com for all the scoop on all the things. Also, I've got a huge favor. If you found any value from today's episode, would you mind leaving me a quick review? Or even better, share with a friend by clicking those three little dots at the bottom of your screen. Sending you big hugs.